<laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Walk-Ins. Welcome. I'm your host, Nick. This is your other host, Michael. We're always here to help you grow your clinic through digital marketing services. And it's our goal to help you triple your patient through exceptional patient experience, awesome work, all the things. I'm totally derailed right now because of something Michael told me before we started based on a former team. Member. And then I laughed and I apologize for popping your speakers just now, but I think we're okay. So I this episode, I'm developing as we speak but is about jury duty jury duty well really about the experience i had at jury duty and the things that it taught me okay and i stuck because at the end of the day i don't know raise your hand because i can't see it who's been to jury duty before have you been no never been okay i've never been selected knock on wood where's some wood there's not much wood around here no. so you might get selected next week um anyway and so i i did the whole jury duty thing um i was put on a case we went through we mistrialed because we couldn't come to a unanimous decision, but it meant I sat in a courtroom for two and a half days, and it was painful, interesting, eye-opening, sad. I mean, it was all the emotions, mm. all in one, in, all in one thing. Because the only thing that connected all of us was our physical home address. Outside of that, we were all completely different backgrounds, every which way. But we all found the same jurisdiction to be or division to be called on. And we all sat there for a long time. But to kind of walk you through the jury duty and why I brought this up as an episode was there were many, many moments of frustration from everybody in the room going through this process. And are you, ta are you talking about like the selection process or the, or the, the whole thing? The selection process in particular. Okay. Okay. So the kind of, and the reason why I thought, hey, this may be a good episode for what we do because I felt like a patient inside of a waiting room waiting for the doctor to tell me what's going to happen mm -hmm. and then we go to another room and then we went to another room and then we and after eight hours we went home <laughs> with nothing to do with nothing to do <laughs> so Come back tomorrow we'll tell you something so, else but what was the reason i bring that up so a couple of things one hey be there by 8 30 show up at 8 15 there are also 200 other people there showing up so we get there 8 30 they don't do anything until 9 30 and then they Come on the mic. All right, this is what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. We'll check back. Nothing for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so we're all sitting there like, this is getting stupid. <laughs> Judge comes, uh, one of the judges comes up, and he and he's great. I have to say, I don't know what it is, but judges are hilarious. I realize they're elected officials, and so I, that personality, that charm comes out strong, and they are funny. But um, That's fun. And it really, I mean, they're little comedians. It's fantastic. And they don't take crap. And they're judges, too. So when somebody said, like, nope, <laughs> they don't even question it. Anyway, so the judge, a judge comes out. He's like, all right, I'm judge so-and-so. I got to do a couple of things. And he starts going through the process like, okay, here we go. And then he comes up to the, uh, all right, I got to rule some people out. Here's some things. And we start going through this list and start knocking people off left and right. And so I'm still sitting there. And now it's about 1130. And then I said, okay, if you're still here, we're waiting on We're waiting on your judge. I'm like, okay. Come back at one thirty. It's like, oh, okay, I've got some time. Was that a lunch break or something? That was their lunch break. Oh, okay, so you just right. leave and then come back at one thirty. Here's the other part. There was no check-in. Like you said, they didn't even ask for your ID. No ID. I forgot my little piece of paper. He said, here, just go fill out a new one. I'm like, I could be anybody. I could have just sent a coworker. They wouldn't have known. <laughs> right? I'm glad you didn't send me. Thank you. That would have been pretty funny. It would have been. You would have gotten out probably. Hey, <laughs> Why, Michael, would I have gotten out? <laughs> You're more outspoken than I am. 
It's true. <laughs> anyway, so they go through this whole thing, and then at one, I come back at one thirty. We sit again till three o'clock for an hour and a half. Nobody shows up. Then at three three o'clock, somebody shows up, and they said, "All right, here are the names," and they name off a bunch of names, and they almost get to my name, and like they got. By the way, if your last name is lower in the alphabet, you're probably gonna get out pretty quick. Um, mine's not Ray, so they get to the R's. I'm like, "Oh, come on!" And they call like three names before mine. All y'all can leave. I'm like, crap. <laughs> so I'm sitting Just there. Missed it. Yeah, something there at 3.30. So 4 o'clock rolls around. All right, here's the next set. You do have a case, or you may have a case. And I, we go and go up, and we go and sit again. So what does that mean? This whole time, we were frustrated because there was no communication to us except three different times throughout the day. And there, and we were all like, just like, like apparently the judicial system doesn't believe in time. Like, it mm. was... There was nothing. There was nothing going on. There's no communication. Well, as an employer, they certainly don't care about mine. No, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, I, and that's and so we have to be there, like legally, from my understanding at least. I, although the, the judge did say there were like close to hundred people that were not there, which was interesting. Now you have to show for jury duty. Yeah, they're going to send something after you at some point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so but first step. First, why is this important? Why am I bringing this up? Communicate to your waiting room. Mm-hmm. Communicate to your patients. Don't give best case scenarios on when to show up. Don't uh, if they have an appointment, try to honor it. It's the simple things. Like it doesn't. It's just if they could have just said, "All right, this is what's going to happen next, and this is what we want you guys to do." Here's the expectation. Well, that would reset everything for me. Right. Right. But the whole time, my expectation was I show up at eight thirty. We'll get started at 8.45, and I'll know by 10 or 11 I'm doing something or not. That was my expectation. By lunch, I would know at least where I was going. And this was like a whole day of just sitting le- left in the dark. Yeah, just sitting. Right. And and then they finally get us up to the jury, uh, the actual uh, court, and then they, they position us in a very specific position in seating, which I was fascinated by. And then they start asking us questions as a group. And that was fascinating, too, because they're just sitting there, like, trying to understand, like, are you biased or not? Right. And But the amazing part was they weren't listening to some of the people. There was a lady there that – because they kept saying, can you speak uh, – is, is English a language you can speak fluently? And this lady's like, I'm from China. I have very broken English, and I can barely understand you. Now, did oh, she say it just like that? No. Oh, okay, because that would have been hilarious. She was like – my it was broken. Don't do it. I'm not going to do, do it. Don't do it, Michael. <laughs> Stop. I was baiting you, but you didn't do it. I've learned my lessons. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah. So and so she's just she's. I like, don't need anybody sending me letters to hello <laughs> at patientcaremarketingpress.com. Exactly. So she she told him at nine thirty that morning. I can't speak English well. We'll make a note of it. Not until five o'clock. They finally say, "All right, you're out." Till five o'clock. Like they weren't listening to her. No. Like, it was so obvious to us. And then another guy was, I can't hear you. He's like, I have hearing aids. I can't hear you. And there was a lady sitting beside him that was just telling him what everything they were saying. Mm. They kept him till 5 o'clock. Like, those are legitimate grievances. Like, easy. And then, and then this is – and then, like, the reality set in for some of these people. One guy two, – two people that I was just like, oh, my gosh, I am so lucky. One guy was his uh, – he had three sons, and one was murdered in July. Oh, Lord. That's not lucky. What are you talking about? I'm lucky. Oh, Okay. All right. No, 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 no. Let's phrase that correctly. My as of my life, it that made I you feel lucky. Yeah, as okay. the life that I have, I'm very 
blessed. We're going to say blessed. There you go. Because this is our podcast, and so we you. can say that. Yeah, we're very blessed. And Merry so Christmas. had three sons. One was murdered in July, and we're still in case. Right. He told them that like four different times, and they kept them until 5 o'clock, and they got rid of them. Mm. And I'm like, what? why is this so hard? And, so, and then the other lady cracked me up. She was <laughs> – she, the first thing is like, hey, I have narcolepsy. I may fall asleep in the middle of the court. Uh, just to let you guys know. Okay. I'm keeping that one. <laughs> that may have been their thought. Who knows? But then they came back around. Do you have any uh, past court cases that you've been on trial for or whatever? She said, hey, yeah, my boyfriend broke into my house and I shot him. Same person. And they did get rid of her. So <laughs> She fell asleep while she was doing it. That's no. <laughs> she accidentally shooting because she was polishing her gun. <laughs> fell asleep, pulled the trigger, shot her boyfriend. And woke up. <laughs> he broke in. So. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's his fault. Anyway, so all that being she said. She fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. So all that being said, like, like, there's these opportunities. Like, listen to your people a little bit. Make the, the pro, like, we're, none of us wanted to be there. And they were literally picking out people that really shouldn't be there because of, current history um like if you're a police officer in the, or whatever like they're not going to use you um they try to remove bias and then you have people telling you i can't be here all right we'll take a note of it so for the, for all the doctors and front desk and all the thing if you have somebody that's just like looking rough or doesn't want like just looks like they need some help, mm -hmm. take the time to say, hey, how can I know you're waiting on the doctor? What can I do for you, for you right now? So you're bridging the gap between jury waiting and now a waiting room. Yeah. Okay, go. <laughs> yes, that's why it took me 10 minutes to get there. I'm in. But, but think about it. So we're all together because of a certain reason, like I'm sick or I have something going on or I need to see a doctor, right? And – it's always better for us, and you, we mentioned the past in other episodes, always better if we know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like, if you can just tell me there are 12 patients in front of me, if you can just tell me that. Ooh, that's good. Right? You're just talking about, like, communicating to the it's, – it's like a restaurant, front of house and back of house. Yeah, yeah. Hey, like, we're on a waiting list. Like, I, I'm, like, I love it when a – I wish restaurants would do this. They hand you the buzzer, right? Yeah. Why won't the buzzer have a time or, like, num number in front of you? I don't know. Like when it gets like literally when it gets down to one, walk up to the front because you only got one person in front of you. Honestly, it, just having a background in the restaurant business, they don't do it because it's based on the size of your party. That's true. Right? That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you came up first, but you have twenty people in your party, you're not getting sat first. Yeah. I don't care what you do. Yeah, okay. But the thing about it, so like <laughs> Michael just goes shut up. Uh, you're right. You ruined my analogy. <laughs> it was going to be so good. I'm but, sorry. But, but we'll take that to the the doctor side. Generally speaking, a patient's a patient, right? Like that's going to be the same. That's. Probably the same, except for an emergency room. But that's a different story. Yeah, but if you if you had a, a ticker, I feel like I, I've, I, I got a story. I knew it. I knew one would show up first, though. I knew one would show up. So if they had like a ticker in the waiting room of your urgent care, right. and it had the number of patients currently in line, twelve. When you walk in, like okay, so I'm probably twelve behind, like twelve in front of me, something, and you see the number go down, or they give you a number, say so your number, mm -hmm. whatever, and it goes in sequence, right? I mean, it would make sense to me. The DMVs in Pelham, anyway. Oh, yeah. They have started doing that in Shelby County. Really? Oh, it's fantastic. You walk in, and they have a kiosk. You register, and then you go sit your butt down. And there's no lines. There's chairs and a waiting room. And then on the screen, it says, Nick, number 237. Please. please. Come to Window 7. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. 
yes, I'll sit here all day if you do that. Yeah, At least kind, I know where I stand. It's, it's like a TJ Maxx version almost. I've never been in one. Ah, oh, I'm well, sure so, that's awesome, but well, I have no idea. So TJ Maxx, they make it, you don't get to sit down or anything, but you go to the waiting, the checkout line, and you all you just stand there, and then when the uh, register's ready, it pops as depleted. Go to register four, and you walk to register. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's pretty good. Or the parking space in the garage. I still love that. That is so cool. Yeah. All right. So, what's your story? Well, going back to uh, you know, uh, like an emergency room. Um, I remember I, I had Samuel with me one time, and we were at the emergency room. I think he broke his arm. Okay. Like it wasn't good, but. This lady walked in. We had checked in, and he's holding his arm, and they couldn't take him right back. The place was jam-packed, right, as emergency rooms are. And this lady comes in. She's older. She's probably in her 70s or something like that, real skinny, real frail, and she's coughing, and just blood is shooting out of her mouth oh, every wow, time yeah. she coughs. And I looked at Samuel, who's crying. He goes, I'll stop crying. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, he got what we call perspective. <laughs> Sometimes I can tell him all day long, you just get perspective naturally. And that was a natural moment for him to go, hmm, this may not be as bad as I thought. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> it hurts. Don't get me wrong. But I'm going to make it. She's probably not walking out of this hospital. No, not anytime soon at right? least. I mean, there you go. So, like, that's some of the perspective I was getting in jury duty right. of what was going on. And um, anyway, so just some things to think about from, like, a pure waiting room standpoint. And so now the other side of jury duty that I'm trying to connect the dots to is the judge itself. Right. So the, so we are technically – I realized at the end of it, we – as jury, we were technically the customers of the judge. That's interesting. That's like, an interesting concept. Flesh that out. So the reason why I say that is because he can't – have his case without us. So it's like he can't have a business without his customers. Okay. And his entire intention there is to take care of us and to help us understand what we're seeing without giving us bias, but just simply reading the law and mm -hmm. kind of saying, this is why this law is applied at this moment. And as far as they can take it. And then the lawyers paint their picture. And the lawyer, that was actually, that was so fascinating. That's the marketing. That's the marketing. The lawyers were the marketing That's because the mar they painted That's the the, the, the um, they didn't sell the steak. They sold the sizzle. The <laughs> <laughs> they did because that's when we went uh, mistrial. But anyway, so the reason why, why is this fascinating? So take the the judge. He at the end of the day, you kind of mark the judge like a high figure, right? Like mm -hmm. there's a level of respect. Like I would, yeah, right, for sure. Like, like you rise, are, all rise. You are above me mentality. Like even in the courtroom, he is physically above us. Mm -hmm. He's above everybody um, by design. And anyway, so but he had to take care of us. He even said, like, it was so funny, like, his normal character came out when the uh, the lawyers left. He looked at he said, okay, I got a real question for you. What do y'all want for breakfast tomorrow? This girl's about to go to jail, <laughs> and that was his real question for you? Yeah, because he, <laughs> well, he was trying to take care of us. And so, Still, though, like, did this give you hope in our justice system, or did it just train wreck it completely? Well, I, I, it, it helped me realize, like, oh, we're hey, this all lady's about to go to jail for at least eight years, but this is an important and urgent question. Do you want sprinkles on your donuts? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on, man. Are you serious? Yeah, exactly. And so, but the reason, but what I'm going back to, he, he became normal for a second. Okay, I got you. So he I'm, became normal. Okay. So, like, in the doctor situation, be normal to your patient. Yeah. Stop. Be, don't be the. I know what's going on, and I don't. I'm not going to sympathize with your pain right now. 
You know, because I know their doc, like that bedside manner is real. Yeah, it is. We talk about reviews all the time. And if you have, if, if more doctors learn, I wish they had, an, maybe they do. I wish they had an entire course on bedside manners for doctors. Because there's a lot, there's some that are amazing at mm-hmm. it. And then there are some that are horrible at it. And you could argue the ones that are bad at it are probably fantastic doctors. Patch Adams, man. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, um, but then you have, at the end of the day, a bad review becomes, it was just, I felt like he didn't want me to be there, you know, that type of thing. So, I've or, seen a few of those come in this week. <laughs> right. I mean, it's real. We see it all the time with our urgent cares. I mean, our urgent cares are not perfect. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so he's being real with us. And this is a judge being real with some jurors that he's never met before. Right. He knows nothing about us but our names and a little bit of background. And so he's like, he's like, what time do y'all want to come back tomorrow? I'm like, I don't know. And he said, about 9, 9.30? Okay, yeah, sure. He's like, okay. So let's do that. And he said, I, I do divorce cases too. So if you see, if you walk in, go straight to your jury room because I'll have a divorce. And there were, when we walked in, like, hmm, there was some uh, bickering going on. Some spicy conversation. Yeah, about cell phone, cell phone bills, who owed what, when, where. I mean, it was brutal. I've heard it said that uh, divorce turns a marriage into a business contract i mean basically yeah because then you're just def- dividing up assets that's it that's and who and who owes what expenses i'm not mad at people who are divorced don't get me wrong it's but that's what it, beca- it goes from a, a relationship situation. to a a, a yeah. transaction yeah. anyway so like so we're go and so we go in the jury room and he said once you're in there and then the bailiff takes your phones all you have is a pen and paper and the com- and the information we gave you how many people doodled no, actually, nobody. I'll give I'll give him credit. So, well, it must have been an interesting case then. So, at the end of the day, like the when you go in there, they give you they give you the pen and paper, and they say, "All right, now we're going to take you out, and the lawyers are going to give their case to you." And that was fascinating. I mean, it was always because there's a lot of theatrics around it, and I mean, at the end of the day, like we were doing with a drug substance issue and a murder, which the murder wasn't technically part of it, but it was part of a bigger case. And so it was fascinating. And the difference between the defense attorney and the state was amazing. But for different – so the state was like super theatrical. And they screwed – they're the ones that screwed up, right? They did. Yeah. They – they. this is this is the fascinating part. This is what you got to make sure you the don't Lord do. The drama. <laughs> they they assumed they were going to win. So they didn't they, – they, they thought it was a shoe-in. The way they present – they kept saying – the lawyer kept saying, this will be a very quick trial – You'd probably be out here by Tuesday, maybe Wednesday at the latest. They kept saying that, kept saying that. The defense attorney would say, I don't necessarily disagree, but I also know that some jurors will take another three or four days. You might be here all week. Like, eh, whatever. You know, we, you know, we don't know. Mm-hmm. He was, I mean, he was right because we, right. we kept going back to the judge saying, we can't come to a decision. He kept pushing back. Well, you're going to have to try again. And then that try again turned into a Wednesday. And then they finally let us go. Right. But um, – but it was fascinating. So they were the person who thought, I got this. We know what we're doing. This will be in and out. Didn't happen at all. Well, so go back for a second. You said you couldn't make a decision, right? Like y'all aren't on the same page. Is it either you're all guilty or you're all not? That's unanimous. So that's how it was voted. And we had one. We, we were going the route of not guilty. And part of, honestly, part of it was because we felt bad for her. Because the charges against her were stupid. Yeah, it's like not you. You told me it's not relevant to this conversation. It's not, and it's like been going on for seven years. Right, and you're just like, why are we 
wasting all this. And the person that held on to guilty, I mean, she was right too. Te- technically, she probably was guilty. And but we couldn't decide on that. And just listen to the back and forth uh, canter of the whole thing was just so fascinating. Anyway, um, but all that being said, what does this apply to the urgent care world, the patient care world? Uh, don't assume that you have it all put together. And don't assume that what you're telling your patient is exactly what they need to hear. Tell you something, man. It's funny that you say that. I, I got off the phone with one of our clients today, this morning, mm. and man, he put it on me. Like, not that we were messing up or anything, but he showed me a bit of a slip in some areas of our business that has never been brought to my attention. And I assumed that we had it together. Mm. I assumed that we had that piece of our business together. And honestly, from a day to day, I'm close to it. Like to me, it looks all polished and put together. I'm in it every single, I'm in this office every day, mm-hmm. right? I talk to my team every day. You may be in your urgent care every day. You may talk to your nurses and your front desk and your staff, your support every day. But there's a customer that comes in that's expecting something and you don't have it as put together as you think you are. I mean, I was kind of not blindsided because it wasn't really, it was really a more positive conversation than negative, but it was around a negativity, right? Mm. So anyway, that like one of our clients cared enough to bring to my attention something that we needed to take a look at. Anyway, okay. uh, the good news is I'll take a look at it and fix it. But I'm learning live right now. <laughs> yeah, but, but but what I'm saying, what I'm saying though, is, is you're absolutely right in that it may look all buttoned up when you mm. walk into that urgent care or that clinic because you're too close to it to know any better. Yeah, and 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 we all know in business you start making assumptions. Eventually, it's going to bite you. Yeah, and it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And if you learn from the assumption, it won't hurt as much next time. Right. But anyway, all that being said, that was pretty much the episode in, in the nutshell. Uh, just looking at the waiting room, understanding communication in the waiting room, letting people know what's going on to a certain degree. Especially if there's a lot of people and a lot of time involved. Uh, the doctor who needs to understand we're people too. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a transaction. Like have some sympathy with us. And then, of course, don't make the assumption. At the end of the day, if you're making assumptions, uh, you're going to get hurt. Somebody's going to get mad. You're going to lose a customer, a Mm -hmm. patient, or whatever. You're going to lose an employee or whatever because of that. Um, And then then you on on yourself and you make an assumption and you get blindsided by the reality of it, you hurt yourself sometimes. Right. And then you start questioning. So anyway – all that being said, I went to jury duty for three days, and this is why I can't get out of it. Uh, a lot of perspective, like Sam. So <laughs> that broken arm and <laughs> blood shooting out of your face are two totally different things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. That's all I got. All right. Look, uh, I don't know when this podcast is going to land, but I think it's going to land before Christmas. So I do it might. Wanna, yeah, yeah it I might. do want to wish everybody a, a, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And, uh, and no jury duty. Uh, no, no, I will not ask you for that for Christmas. <laughs> um, but I hope you have a blessed one, and we will see you uh, next Wednesday. See ya. See ya.